The world is full of wonders, often no more so than in a sanctuary on Christmas Eve. For all we have to do tonight is to look in wonder and to gaze, stupefied, captivated, amazed, astonished, wonderstruck, the God who has become revealed in the manger, God who has unveiled God's self in the flesh, God laid bare in a feeding trough. Wonderful. The Gospel according to John tells us that this Word made flesh came to live among us, and not only that, but that all things that are, that all things that were created, were created through this Word. The same Word that hovered over the waters as spirit and spoke into existence light by saying merely, let there be light, and there was light. It was through the same word that the waters were separated from the waters to create a dome for a sky. The same word that packed in the dry earth and God called it earth. The same word that created and generated gardens and forests, grassy plains and windswept dunes, soft moss at the feet of great sequoias. And the fungal ecosystem that lies just beneath the surface of the forest that enables the trees themselves to communicate across vast differences and even share nutrients and information with one another. It's through the same word that God cast stars across the universe like a cosmic Jackson Pollock the same word that God swarmed the earth with creepy crawly things called creatures. The same word through which God scooped up some of this muddy earth and crafted human beings, crafted you and me in the very image of God. This word that was spoken then is the word revealed tonight in flesh. But long ago, in many and various ways through the prophets, this word also spoke. Before it ever became flesh, it spoke through men and women who had caught fire and been illuminated by the Spirit of God, to speak on God's behalf, to speak through Moses right in front of Pharaoh, the all-powerful, and to say, let my people go, and then to take his staff and establish it at the feet of the sea and look in wonder as the, the waters were swept up by the wind and a path was created to freedom. The same word that came to Jeremiah that he conveyed to us that there would be a new covenant written on the heart. The same word that came to Ezekiel, that he spoke over the valley to rattle the dry bones back to life. The same word that came to Amos, that Amos conveyed to us to teach us that nations that let economic inequality thrive are doomed. 
The same word that came to Micah, who distilled the essence of the faith down to three simple ways. To do justice, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with our God. But even then, as the word came like fire and, and struck them, and through them us with the wonder of God's power, even then the word remained hidden, veiled. God hid behind historical events like the Hebrews' deliverance from Egypt and eventually to the promised land through natural phenomena like burning bushes and pillars of fire. God hid in angels coming to stir us in our dreams and prompt us into wrestling matches on moonless nights. This is the same God who hides from us still at times. The same God who hid from the prophets and revealed His Word as He willed. Sometimes God hid us so that we could not see God. That's what God did to Moses. He hid Moses in the cleft of the rock so that Moses would not die when God's face passed by. And sometimes those who prayed and longed on behalf of Israel also longed to see God's face. The psalmist said, Oh, do not hide your face from me or I will be like those who go down to the pit. And Isaiah Longing patiently and not seeing God's face finally cries out to the sky, Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down. God in, in those days remained a mercurial, hidden God, veiled. So what is the wonder of this very night then? It is that finally, in these latter days, God has spoken to us not only through God's creative power, not only through the prophets, but through a son, through flesh, illuminated in the manger for all to see. The same God who dapples the sky with stars and topples the powerful from their thrones has come face to face with us. Flesh, flesh revealed. If we ever wonder what God is like from now on, we have only to look at this Word made flesh, Jesus Christ, Son of God, and know here with clarity is what God is like, who God would have me follow, what God would have me do. The beauty of God made plain in a feeding trough. We have no less awe today, I believe, that when the, the shepherds at long ago night looked up into the sky and saw to their sheer terror and amazement the story of this night begin to unfold. Can you imagine just being a regular old shepherd out on the hillside tending your sheep I imagine probably at least one of them was smoking a cigarette. I don't know. Uh, Marlboro Reds, probably they're tough guys. Uh, all of a sudden, a light pierces the darkness like a blade and the cigarette just, like in the movies, 
I love that in movies when the guy just, and the cigarette just hangs from the lip for a second, and then it falls down. It's not in the Bible, but use my imagination. Can't prove it didn't happen. But can you imagine a glowing orb piercing the darkness? An angel comes and stands before you. Greetings, good news. To you this day is born in the city of David a Savior. And then a growing host, a choir, expanding in the background, singing, surrounding you. Terror. Sheer terror. But they go and breathlessly they arrive at the manger and they tell Mary and Joseph and those gathered there the story. And all of them are amazed and look and wonder upon the child in the trough. Wonderful. The educated speak of a disenchanted, boring world, Saul Bellow said. But it is not the world. It is in my own head that's disenchanted. The world cannot be disenchanted. This quote rises in my mind often, but especially this time of year, and most especially tonight. Because we can all become jaded. We can all become cynical. Lest we forget, we can be jaded. We can be cynical. We can be disenchanted, but the world cannot be disenchanted. The world is full of wonders. Christmas has passed. I think about my own St. Nicholas dreaming of him coming through the front door of my childhood home because we didn't have a chimney, so I couldn't imagine the other ways that he might come in. It was dead bolted. I'm sure he used magic. I don't know. He came in. And I remember the next morning waiting with my brothers at the bottom of the stairs. Can we come up? Mom, Dad, please let us get our coffee. Then you can come up. <laughs> and coming up and turning the corner and there was the candy apple red dino bike. Wonderful. I remember waking up one morning, my mom beckoning me into the bedroom to the pillow by the window and slowly drawing open the drapes to a winter wonderland, snow, pristine, wonderful, no school, <laughs> wonderful. I remember my dad, March 1986, I was seven years old. Don't do the math. <laughs> I know. I asked Santa for a gold bond medicated powder this year. And <laughs> brand new nose hair trimmer. Anyway, um, I remember my dad, March 1986, come and see. And we walked up to the top of the hill and he pointed to the stardust and he said, Halley's Comet. And it was streaking across the sky, and he said, when you're an old man, you could live to see this again. Wonderful. 
The world cannot be disenchanted. Did you know that right now, that the discovering out the North Carolina coast, just beyond the continental shelf, new species, one right after the other, the bottom of the ocean. Did you know that in the Pacific they're sending deep sea vessels and they're discovering habitats that look like they were designed by Dr. Seuss? Did you know, did you know that there is a Harvard professor who recognized an interstellar object and hypothesized and still hypothesizes that it could be slim chance maybe a light sail from another galaxy, from an alien civilization. This is not the National Enquirer, Harvard. Did you know that protons have been observed just appearing out of nowhere in voids and in, in vacuums? They just appear. And then they vanish. Mass, matter, wasn't there, then it's there, then it's not there. Did you know that the human heart has an electromagnetic field that can sense the electromagnetic fields of other human hearts? We can be disenchanted, but the world is not disenchanted. The world is full of wonders. And it's full also of the wonder struck. From the glow of human flesh on the other side of this incarnation, the God who dons to take on, to clothe himself in flesh, to breathe with us, to walk beside us, to bleed with us and for us. This is what Christmas commences human flesh taking on divinity and being drawn even closer into the very heart of God. Maybe you're one of the wonderstruck. Maybe wonder strikes you and compels you like it did our very own Alice Lewis, who, with her creative capacity, designed these beautiful banners for all of us to enjoy for almost a generation now. Maybe wonder strikes you tonight in your grief. The Yale professor, author Nicholas Walterstorff speaks of wonder coming to him in his grief. He lost his son, Eric, 25 years old. He described the grief as a gaping void. Years passed. He's sitting in his office and looking out the window on a beautiful autumn scene, the brilliance of the colors of the trees blowing in the breeze, and he becomes lost in wonder. And he says, I can't help but be overwhelmed by the stupendous immensity, the astonishing intricacy of the cosmos and a God who became more mysterious to me, also become more awesome beyond my comprehension. Maybe the wonders of this night strike you as they did our own Jenny Jenkins, missionary to Haiti, in her own call story, the way she tells it and the way she shared it with some of us just a few weeks ago. She was a nurse in the United States, praying, wondering, not long divorced, and, and asking God again and again, God, what would you have me do? 
feeling a bit lost and wondering, she prayed. She ended up in Haiti on a mission trip and walking down with her group down the beach. She was, they encountered a man who had a festering wound. She kneeled down and redressed his wound and they moved on. They got back to their compound. She found some antibiotics and thought perhaps she should try to go back and find this man. His name was Lamar. She got permission and a translator went back to the village and found Lamar, redressed his wound and applied the medication. And as she was caring for him, he took his hand and grasped her chin and lifted her face up to him and said, Merci. That evening as she was sitting in a rocking chair, watching the sun set over the waters, she prayed And as she prayed, tears began streaming down her face, and she said, Lord, why am I crying? I'm not sad. I'm not angry. And she said, it was as if the Lord spoke to me and said, when you looked into that man's face, you were seeing the face of Jesus Christ. This is your home now. You belong here. Wonderful. Now that God has clothed himself in history and in human flesh, it's only a matter of time before your own wonderful encounter. Christmas means God has a claim on you. Your flesh, your mind, your body, your breath, your soul. God will not neglect to strike you with wonder. For long ago, the spoken word compelled us, saying people walked in darkness will see a great light, but the word made flesh spits in the mud and makes a paste and puts it over our eyes to open them. Long ago, the word made flesh said, Hear, O peoples, all of you listen. But in these latter days, the word made flesh says, cups his hand and says, be healed and put your swords away. Long ago, the spoken world compelled us and said to us, taste and see that the Lord is good. But in these latter days, God has come to us in the flesh and body, broken blood poured out to be consumed and to consume. Long lay the world and sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. The world cannot be disenchanted. The world is full of wonders. So it is with all of those who've been wonder-struck.